welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, the mythic podcast of oh, high adventure, yes. low dice rails, and intermediate levels of terrible puns. And Mobile Legends. And Stuart <laughs> is so proud of the fact that he's spent a significant part of his life. Gwyn too. And Gwyn had spent a significant part of his life. Yeah, there we go. Playing a game on their mobile phones. Yeah, it's better than it sounds, dear listener. <laughs> Is it longer than I spent playing Civilization? I mean, I don't know how long you spent playing Civilization. It's quite a while. Was it all day, every day? No, it's not. To the exclusion <laughs> of everything else. So oh, I've no. created and destroyed Civilizations in the time you've taken to just be mythic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but what do you have to show for it? You're not mythic, though, are you? Yeah, exactly. You're not mythic. Pipe down. Um, You're not even Grandmaster. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even Warrior One. What about that chess tournament? Wait, is Grandmaster lower than Mythic? Yeah. Yeah, much, much, much lower. That feels wrong. Because I feel like Grandmaster is quite high. Yeah, you'd think that, mm. but it's you've got like Warrior, Elite, Grandmaster. That's because you're just a pawn. Epic, yeah. Epic Grandmaster to Epic, Epic to Legend. Legend to Mythic. Oh, they've done it, team. <laughs> mythic to <laughs> fucking <laughs> incredible <laughs> bitches. There's nothing above Mythic. There is. There's Mythical Glory, apparently. <laughs> we're oh. not getting that. I don't think we're getting that anytime soon. <laughs> we're not even going to push for that. Is it like getting to level 47 in Pokemon Go? <laughs> well, I read somewhere that it's basically the top 50 players per server, I think it was, or per um, yeah. wherever it is. That's what you get mythic. And I'm like, nah, we're not even going to stress over getting that. So nah. all you have to do is move, move to Greenland where there's only like 25 players. You should yeah. automatically get it. Thing is, me and Gwyn would consider that. Uh, like maybe if it was like a timeshare <laughs> thing, we'd be like, you know what? It's all been worth I mean, Greenland's it. Greenland's nice, probably. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, well, it's probably. where you can escape the, um, the meteorites. Polar bears by running away from polar bears. <laughs> I don't know how much. Is, is Greenland the one with the volcano? It's Iceland. I was oh, just yeah, gonna say. Yeah. Greenland's yeah. the one that's always got the pandemic last in um, Plague Inc. Right, yeah. Okay. It's okay, really good, hard. Good. Yeah, that was the worrying thing about this pandemic. It was like, it's in Greenland. You're like, fuck! I know where <laughs> this goes. I've played a lot of Plague Inc. <laughs> I have never played Gink. I'm your host and GM, Ben Moxon. You can find me at Glenatron on Twitter. And with me are the four hawks who have made their way back into the distant past. You might say the mythic past. <gasps> and they are... I feel like we've earned all these mythic references now. <laughs> La wait, just the last thing hey, is that... Hey, did Pete get a word in edgeways? I, mean... I know, but dear listener, you might remember a joke back from season three about being legend. That shows how far we've come. <laughs> <laughs> Basically no That's... distance at all. Over a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd only just hit legend, but we did quit for six months. We do burn out pretty quick yeah. after we achieve objectives. <laughs> yeah. That's probably just as well. Ben, continue. Okay, Pete. Uh, hi, I'm Pete. I play Adam Eagle Ank, the gunslinger. Stuart. I am Tristan T. Wilde, the bard. And I play Stuart Heading. <laughs> Gwyn. Uh, I am Gwyn, and I play Percival Cleft, the paladin, as was. Now, when last we saw our heroes, in fact, technically, as will be from here. <gasps> as will be. 
When last we saw our heroes, they'd made a surprisingly laborious effort of crossing a river. It's true. But successfully crossed it after a certain amount of confrontation with the local wildlife and then had to take cover as a sinister scout of the army of the Canavir went flying overhead. The group spent the rest of the day staying undercover and keeping out of sight of these airborne scouts making their way to the foot of Windrush Pass, not far from where, in the distant future, the town of Farndale will be located. As things stand, they are currently making camp at the foot of the pass in the shadow of the mountain. We were having that massive party, weren't we? Because we were undercover. Yeah, this is where you decided you're having a massive party. And I massive said, no, blowout. you're not going to have, you're no, not going to have you... fires even because you're not under sufficient cover. You said we could because I rolled a 14. <laughs> no, I said you could get there after you rolled a 14, not you right. could just have a massive party. What about we have one small fire in the middle of the camp and that's I will concentrate all my energy over that fire just so we get a bit of warmth. If you have a party, you're just going to end up with Michelangelo coming over. Yeah, that's, that's true. You don't want that guy again. He's already pretty cross about the pizza thing. Yeah. So it is the evening. You're at the foot of the pass and everyone is uh, having some food. They made a stew with some plants that Enigma helped to forage and some of the dried meat they were carrying. There's kind of like this uh, tasty soup that everyone's passing around. And tomorrow you'll be making your way up towards where the rite needs to be performed. So I guess the things that we know about is one that somewhere to the west of you is an approaching army. And that at Keltepe, where the rite needs to be performed is a goblin forge which currently has had instructions to lay out their product ready for collection apparently on the words of the boss but in fact on the word of Percy so we are in this camp and aside from just having food what else are you doing? Percy, you're probably uh, a good person to talk to here. Uh, I am. Seeing as you seem to be the plan master. Yeah, so how far away are we from the um, the, the drop-off site? You're probably like half a day's march. Okay. Um, and we had a time they were going to arrive within a couple of days, weren't they? Yeah. So um, am I able to sort of judge how much time's remaining? You probably have a day maybe a day and a half it's not it depends how quickly they move and how far away they are but you've seen their scouts passing over so they're probably not that far away right okay okay um then i think what we really need to be doing is just pressing onto that site really don't we let's uh, let's have a chat to merapi i guess yes sure and so she's sat with Alana. They've both got their little bowls of uh, bowls of stew they're eating. Uh, good, good morning, ladies. Really, really, still evening, I think. Ah, oh, good, good evening, but, ladies. Yes, that's Percy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, by my estimation, we're about a day away from the the, the rendezvous point. Um. What do you these these things that are scouting? I think we established before that they're they're bad news. Have you got any more information on them? Um, are they likely to cause us any any bother if we just sort of press for the um, 
for the destination. If we're seen, they're likely to notify the army of our presence, and that's likely to draw them on more quickly. Okay, fine. So, um, so we'll need a, a, a plan to get there. Well, well, with some form of stealth, I guess. So, I mean, Tristan seems to be doing a, a half decent job of disguising us. Maybe, uh, maybe we can do something that extends that a little further uh, to help aid our passage. But then, once we've once we've got there, um, I mean, the the size of the weapons and things that they were crafting was really quite large. I'm not sure we could put them to use, but we can sort of take ownership of them and destroy them or um, deny them. Uh, to the the Fey army, that seems like it's the easy bit. From there, then I think we need to press on to the the little citadel with a big forge. Yes, I I agree. So you're suggesting we press through the night? Uh, yeah, I don't think. I mean, unless there's any reason not to, then I think that that's going to make travelling uh, a little more surreptitiously a bit easier isn't it i mean if you think that that people just aren't up to it and that they need the rest then we can take the rest the way that i see it is if we force march through the night before they'll need some rest before any confrontation if this army follows if we rest tonight the troops will be fresher but we won't have the advantage of darkness i think you're probably right that we need to move on yeah, I mean, the, the impression I've got so far is that if it comes to a confrontation between us and the army, then it kind of doesn't matter whether we're rested or not. Yes. Um, that is, uh, that's going to be a very heroic, if, um, if pretty obvious outcome for us. Yes, so what's the disposition at this forge then, that you believe to be our destination? So, that's covered in goblins or uh, that are uh, using this uh, this big sort of magical looking forge thing to uh, craft weapons that they're supplying to the the canary of fate from what I can tell um, I think that we're we're probably going to need to perhaps get into the citadel uh, either either through some sort of distraction or, or stealth. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of creatures there. I'm not sure that we could just fight our way to the top. Um, it may be that um, we could try to do something when we're at the top to secure an area for long enough for you to complete your ritual. I mean, how long is it likely to take? That, I do not know. We will attempt to seek the harmony and match one another, and beyond that, all we've done is on-paper calculations. It's not something you can really rehearse, so we might need an hour, we might need a little longer. Right, okay. Something in that kind of time. Very well. I mean, the I guess the other point is, is that it's, it's likely to be a one-way trip. I mean, I, I can't see us coming back out of it. If it succeeds, we may well relieve the pressure on all of us. Okay, I was hoping you'd say something like that, that either you have a plan or that, that when it succeeds it will be such a success that it, it kind of won't matter um, that we're at the top of populating Citadel. Okay. It's hard to be sure, but my belief is that the unravelling, the reformation of 
order across the land will make the most disordered creatures unable to persist. Okay. And in this case, that is almost certainly the army beyond us. Hmm, okay. Our experience of these creatures, which is unfortunately considerable, they are miscreations formed by combining many living creatures into one monstrous whole which makes them very powerful but also very dependent on the magic that forms them mm, okay well that that sounds favorable I, I suppose she nods and she says all right we will we'll prepare to move out oh can i can i just ask you will that be true or, or do you believe that to be true of all of these creatures including the uh, the lords of them our understanding is that at the very foundation of the world, agreements were made and that those bind all who are part of them. But some have found ways to create wiggle room, to extend and stretch what they're capable of and to break and steal power from other places until the agreements themselves are very close to breaking down. I mean, you say agreements, agreements... Uh implies that there were multiple parties that brought this about. Is, is, is that, that correct? Yes, yes, that's our belief. So who were these agreements made with? The forces of endless creation and chaos, the Canavir Fae, of whom we have seven named, but we know of only six in the world. They are effectively ruling the land now. But also there are the forces of order that also have will and mind the great ice takes a part of the will of the ice the flame eternal takes part of the will of fire Hmm. the ocean's role lies deep beneath the waters and there is claimed to be a spirit of the stone whose power was once manifested by the land wielders though Kellick claims no uh, relation and Kellett kind of looks up from the other side of the fire and says, it's bullshit. <laughs> and she says, there are at the heart of these conscious minds. They are interested more in process. And also within that is the power of Mother Death, which is somehow almost between them. If anything, the realm of death is like a middle place between all these parts so when you perform your ritual you will be making new agreements we will be reinforcing the old ones restructuring them okay we can shape harmony and if this works we will be shaping the harmony of existence itself there was an old sky singer story written down very long time ago that said that before the world there was just an absolute and unchanging heart of law in a sea of chaos and that they the friction between them neither could destroy the other but the friction between them became and she kind of scrapes her spoon around the side of the bowl she and it it almost makes a musical note and she says it became like a note and like a harmony and in that friction came a music, and in that music came will and mind. Kalekka puts down his bowl and says, it's bullshit. And she says, that is 
one reason that we give that our harmony can change the world, but it is a folk story as well. What we know is that it is possible. Is there a reason that there are um, seven of you sky singers that were attempting this and seven of the known Canavia Fae, or is that just purely coincidental? As far as I know, it is coincidental. Although, when we sing, there are seven notes in a scale. Perhaps nature likes a seven. Okay. I do not know of a logical structure. But you must remember, until very recently, we were on the most extreme gamble. And I'm more confident. Well, that's well, that's good. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's the plan for the moment. March through so, the night, get to our spot, try to uh, disrupt their supplies so that we don't get set upon by an army, um, and then uh, try to do what we can approaching the citadel. She nods, and Carb makes eye contact with Alana, who gives a little sharp nod and then starts going round and quietly letting the troops know you're going to be moving on up the valley. Um, did you hear back from the others, by the way, about the proposition? Yes, we. they agreed to your terms. Okay, very well. We will do what we can to help you. Your foreknowledge has already perhaps saved our mission. And if nothing else, it, it has given us a foundation on which to make our work endure. Hmm. Okay, very good. There's no way that we can speak to them, is there? I do not believe that I could command the mirror to show them. Perhaps I could... You do not have the skill of the Sky Singers, do you? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I've never really applied myself to it, so, uh, so who knows? It is possible your friend could operate the mirror, but without knowing them, I don't think he could make contact with them. It's really a connection between the parts of the harmony we know, but it's about the person beyond it. I don't know a way to show them. Is there a message you'd like to convey? Um, it was partly just curiosity, uh, to to be honest. Um, I spent most of my life following Oconee, uh, and the opportunity to speak to her before um, any rise to divinity would, be, would intrigue me, uh, but... Uh, that's about where it sort of starts and stops at the moment. <laughs> Fanboying. <laughs> Interested in whether she's got any sweet merch I can pick up. Make your money when you get back uh, to your own time. Dirty <laughs> <laughs> <Dirty> shirts. <laughs> yeah, all the seven locations on the back. We need to make that. Tide of Light Tour Zero. Yes. <laughs> uh, she says, well, I will tell her you called. Thank you. <laughs> Send her my best. I'm sure she'll remember the name of Percival Cleft. Thank you, that's somehow heartening. And the troops are putting on their packs, getting ready to move on. So, you are going to head back up. Enigma, how are you going to assist in this journey through the night? I guess I'm going to be helping with scouting the way. Okay, that sounds good. Tristan, what's your contribution? Well, I was going to, as Percy's finished his little conversation and starts, and as he's, as he's walking away, I'm going to poke my head out of, the, out of the fire I've been hiding in. I'm like, ooh, hey, Maliki <laughs> me. Just eavesdropping quite a lot on that whole conversation. Uh, so 
I, I, we're going Are you being saved by tonight. Leaky? Are you, have you been playing D&D lately? Oh, yeah, crap. No, <laughs> apologies. <laughs> a thousand apologies. I shall grovel at her feet in ghost form. Um, yes, I have been saying. It's because all I know to do is I'm like, how do I make myself appear like a paladin? Just mention Maliki a lot. And I'm like, that'll do. <laughs> that'll make it work. Um, it seems to be working so far. So I'm going to be like, ah, oh, Merope. Um, sky singing. Says, yes. Clue me in. We, we've got to... If, train me as much as you can. I heard that you said there were seven versus seven. Well, no more. Says, You've got an eighth man on your side. <laughs> I'm the winning strike. That's good because that resolves the, the scale. It's been really bothering me, the seven thing. Yeah, it should still it be weird. waiting for that last note. And we're ignoring the sharps and flats. Well, did you know that the T, the T stands for eight? <laughs> in old in old money she says you've already helped carry a great weight by keeping us out of sight perhaps if we continue that work as we continue as we travel up here and i will offer you what guidance i can on shaping the harmony as we work cool beans i mean i've pretty much got it down i feel like i you know just give me some pointers <laughs> just, I'm kind of, I've got that, that kind of natural mm. raw talent. I just need a bit of training, I think. Well, you certainly have the self confidence for it. Yeah, there we go. As she's talking, I'm gonna. Oh, I can't even think of anything to do. I just, just nod. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I'm the best. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm just gonna walk off air juggling. I'm gonna get some embers from the fire, and then because yeah. we've got a little fire. Oh yeah, you said we weren't allowed a fire. I remember. <laughs> I just brought one back in. We got a small fire, and I'm yeah, going to walk apparently. off juggling, juggling some little globes of fire. <laughs> She's like, "Stop that! Stop that! You'll be far too visible." I'm like, "No, it's fine." And every every globe has got a little invisible thing covering it. So I'm just like showing off my powers. Oh, also, oh, she's like, "I can't see what you're juggling because you've made them invisible." Oh no. <laughs> I was tempted to take a little bit of that magical mirror and see if I could get Percy a... Oh, I wonder if I can ghost steal it from her. <laughs> she can see you and also you don't have, like, physical hands, so All right. probably not. Stop screwing over our dudes. They're on our sides. Yeah, but I'll be like, look, guess who I've got on the phone? He'll be like, who's this now? <laughs> Hi, this um, is Percy, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> Love, Love your work. work. Like what you did in the early days. <laughs> Not as fond of the latest album. Yeah. Stick to the classics, eh? Adam Eagle Ank, what role are you taking in this march? Uh, I think I'm probably at the back, making sure no one gets left behind. Okay, so you're like a rear guard. And trying to clean my revolver. <laughs> Clean your <Trying> revolver. To... <laughs> <laughs> you just got the oil out. Well, I mean, it got it got it got soaked in the river, so it needs to be yeah serviced. <laughs> <laughs> they require a lot of lubrication. It's a family show. <laughs> Is it? I hope Fuck. not. <laughs> no, it's not really isn't. <laughs> Better not be. <laughs> the least family show ever <laughs> created. Percy, mm-hmm. how are you? taking part in this journey what's your role just floating along really singing a song going for, going for a bit of a yeah going for a bit of a ghost roll okay 
So it sounds like Percy's not con contributing so much, but we're going to take this a bit like a perilous journey. So it sounds to me like the scout is probably Enigma. The quartermaster equivalent is going to be Tristan and the trailblazer equivalent is going... Actually, the per perilous journey stuff doesn't really work for this. Forget it. So let's just do it on oh, some Defy Dangers. We were going to watch Tristan spend some time doling out Rice Krispies or something. That's what Quartermasters <laughs> do, isn't it? Okay, so, Enigma, give me a Defy Danger on Dexterity. Okay, why am I doing that? Because this is you scouting out and not raising the alarm. Which is exactly what I do. Perfect. Tristan, give me a uh, Music Mundi. Give me a Charisma roll or a Defy Danger on Charisma. Music Mundi. Just another Music Mundi. Oh! He also oh, no. does it Everyone's too. Doing good. Big rolls. We are tracking like bastards. Pressure <laughs> is on. We've got Enigma and I, and I'm talking to Adam. We've got experience on our side. We've done this before. You've got to bring it, kid. <laughs> You've got to bring it, son. I'm watching this roll. Okay, so Adam, how are you working the rear guard here? Oh, I've also made another 2,000 gold from casting that. Amazing. It's highly profitable. <laughs> Yeah, so how are you doing the rear guard, Adam? I think I'm just making reassuring noises to them, really, and making sure everybody's here. <laughs> I'll go and chat to Adam for the rear guard, seeing as I'm not doing anything else useful. Yeah, cool. Okay, so uh, give a give us a Defy Danger on Charisma. Give me or Adam? Adam. <laughs> oh. Intermediate success. Experience counts for a lot in this dead land. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're not in your homeland. Oh, we only sort of are. Yeah. Don't worry, buddy, you'll get there. So Tristan and Merope are working in collaboration to maintain this shield of music over the group. And at first they're working together and gradually... They start to work against each other. <laughs> <laughs> and gradually, Merope is able to guide Tristan into filling in the gaps in his technique so that soon he's providing all of the cover. Wow. And she's able to just travel in it and warn him about the ways that the terrain and changes in the air will affect the harmony while he maintains most of what's going on. So actually, Tris and several times against the stars, you see these shadowed shapes of the scouts pass over. At one point, you see something drift over that looks like a sheet of tattered cloth just fluttering against the dark of the sky and obscuring the lesser moon as, as it passes. And a little ahead of this, Enigma is moving in silence and care. There are three occasions when creatures have been set as alarm. These strange squat creatures with wide mouths, crouched in corners, ready to scream. Big frogs. <laughs> wide mouth frog. Much bigger than a frog, like, you know, the size of a... Uh, Big frog. Size of a small armchair. <laughs> Whoa. A small frog the size of a big frog. <laughs> so several of these creatures that lie poised with these huge dark eyes ready to give the alarm 
at anyone passing. But Enigma manages to shoot all three of them with a single lethal shot before they're noticed. Sofa so good. They're not actually armchairs. I can't overstate. They are in my head now. They're (laughs) armchairs with massive mouths. (laughs) It's pretty good to get all three with a single shot, though. Yep. And that yeah, I would have spaced stick. them out if I was making them a trap. You can bounce an arrow off one thing, go yeah. through another like, one's head we... completely, and then... Where should we put these warning frogs? Just bung them all under that tree. <laughs> yeah, but should we <laughs> space them out like kind of a tripwire? Nah, fuck it, they'll never know. No one's here. Bung them under the tree. Let's get back. Let's get back to the fire. Also, sofas can't move around anyhow, so... Yeah, true. What are we can do with these three armchairs? <laughs> Just dump them. Cecil Day. <laughs> This, this is, to be clear, three different times during the nights. Ah. So she's scavenging the same arrow or it just... Oh, wait. No, she does one shot each time. It's three <laughs> shots total. It's one shot per right, thing. Okay, one shot, good, one good. kill. One, one shot, shot, one kill. kill. It's not like one extremely long shot that goes the whole way up the valley. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That would be extremely cool. Taking out all of the furniture as it goes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, she might just be stabbing them, just with an arrow in her hand. Yeah, with the arrow, just in... Going... Yeah. <laughs> and she, she has been doing that lately, so uh, mm. it's kind of kind of her new skill. And meanwhile, in the rear guard, everyone's mooching along, Adam's chatting with them. <laughs> and after a couple of hours, you see this tattered cloth-type shape, like a dark cutout against the stars above with a carved sound like a banner fluttering in the wind. It goes over. It's hard to tell how big it is, but it seems quite large. The size and of a two-seater sofa. Probably bigger. Three-seater. A double bed. Oh, shit. The size of, like, an A10, maybe. I don't know what an A10 is. Well, there we go. Finally, something you won't make stupid puns about. <laughs> <laughs> is it a really small piece of paper? I was thinking, that's a tiny bit of paper. Tiny, tiny bit of paper. <laughs> So this passes over and then a moment later you see this cut out against the stars sort of drift back and hold position above you. A little behind, but it seems to be moving at the same speed as you. What do you do? Well, that's not ideal. Uh, I try and pass a message up the, the chain to say that we're being followed. Yeah, that's... What I was about to suggest, if you monitor it, then um, I will ghost zip up to the head and uh, tell them to (laughs) bunker down. Okay, so this is a few hours into your journey. As you pass up through the group, Alana says, Percy, what is it? What's up? Um, Is it some some big creature, like a tattered bit of fabric that seems to be um, matching our speed, doesn't it? I mean, I, I guess we've got to assume that it's aware that there's some sort of distortion happening here, um, even if it hasn't quite sort of sniffed out exactly what we are. No, that's a lie. My illusion is perfect. I shout from the back. Merope says, his illusion was pretty good until he started shouting instead of maintaining the harmony. No, I've cut. I can do both at the same time now. <laughs> Give me a defy danger on intelligence. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> That's unfair. You said it. It happened. I was saying it charismatically. Screw your intelligence roll. Oh, it's not a full success, but it's not a failure. Uh, okay. Tristan somehow does maintain it despite speaking. Told you. 
but when he speaks, his voice sounds quite like nasal and annoying. Not my fault. He's in Percy. I'm doing the best I can. Hey, Justin, Justin, just, just maintain the the illusion. I can't hear you, Percy. Come over here. Your, your desire to hold the limelight does not supersede our need to keep on living, I'm afraid. Just what? keep on singing. You want a rousing battle oh, song? No, Jesus, just well, a bit busy. Men and women <laughs> And soon it's picked up by everyone and they're like, yeah, slamming our shields and go to war. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if that helps or not. Merope, do you think that will help? <laughs> Merope says, quiet, I'm, I'm trying to maintain the, uh, <laughs> trying to maintain the illusion. It's getting harder, honestly. <laughs> okay. Someone's apparently lost interest. <laughs> I'm going to start pulsing the image to the bass beat. <laughs> so it's now like a speaker that's rippling. <laughs> Soundtrack of the summer. Tristan, stop it. Just be sensible. <laughs> what? Okay. I'll go back to what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the harmony is restored as, as Tristan adds his voice to it instead of just using his alone. This is ridiculous. I can't even do anything anymore. Oh, my word. <laughs> just muttering to myself. It's like, like little tattered fragments appear that I quickly prepared. <laughs> Strange guest appearance from Tony Harrison, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, I think we probably just need to um, to, to pause up, I, I guess, uh, until it's, it passes on over. Adam, after a little while, like a couple of minutes of following you, it sort of shifts back a little and then slowly turns and vanishes off down the valley. And you hear this kind of flapping, fluttering noise receding into the darkness. What do you do? Has Percy come back? Um, yeah, I will head back down as soon as I've relayed that message. Just, just to monkey now. Uh, what's he doing, Adam? Well, good news is it's gone. Bad news is I think it was a scout for the army. Right, so did it go um, with like a cheeky snigger on its face? Thinking, hey, got them now. I'll just go get my mates. Or do you think it lost interest? I difficult to tell it went back down the valley it doesn't really have a face mm. yeah i can see how that might be uh difficult to read yeah but did it flutter in a smug way um it is difficult to read but you could give me a discern realities maybe adam as you were watching it i'd love to oh okay yes an intermediate success you can ask one of the following questions what happened here recently what's about to happen what should i be on the lookout for what here is useful or valuable to me? Who's really in control here? What here is not what it appears to be. What is about to happen? You're pretty sure it has gone for reinforcements. Uh, yeah, uh, it it was leaving in a in a hurry to get reinforcements. Um, right, well that's that causes us a, a, a few problems then, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Okay, well it's tracked us. It's tracked us this far, hasn't it? So it's got our rough direction of travel to this point, but it's left from there. So we are going to have to... It kind of got a, a perfect sort of view of what's going on here, because uh, we're masked by an illusion, but it's obviously sort of penetrated it to some extent or another. So it's going to come back expecting to pick up a trail of sorts from here. Um, we need to break apart 
and set a false trail going in a different direction that will be pursued by it and any scouting group that it brings back. Yeah, sounds good. I don't know how strong we need to make that, whether it's, well, I guess in an ideal world, well, Tristan's helping maintain the illusion, everybody else is, has some sort of physical body, I guess I could leave this and try to set something up, uh, but I don't know whether just like one of me will be will be enough, or whether we whether we see if Merope can continue to maintain the uh, the stealthy illusion side of it, and then we take Tristan, yourself, and Enigma, and we try to run some sort of interference, um, and then loop back around to meet up with the main party when we get there. Hawk side battle, a <laughs> uh, snap ambush, I think it's called. Yeah. That only works if you have exactly the same forces as your opponents. Yeah, yeah. We'll make it look like we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I realise it is Tony Harrison. <laughs> I don't want to keep doing that voice. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I am going to use Truth and Consequences. Okay. When you examine the strands of possible futures. Um, to examine the strands of possible futures. Describe an event that is yet to occur. Um, I guess the event that's yet to occur is going to be... Do I want the point at which they catch up with this point here? Or do I want the point at which they meet up with whoever they're tracking? I think that's probably more important, isn't it? Um, so the event that I'm going to describe is um, one in which we have left a false trail um, in a different direction. Uh, and the Hawks have split off from the party. Like in Mr. Ben. Yeah, the the event is going to be sort of the, the the conclusion of that, really, what happens when the scouting party catches up to us. Okay, who are the groups or individuals? Um, the group, the groups are going to be the Hawks. Yep. Whoever, the group of people that are following us. Yep. And I guess I'm sort of particularly interested in like whether that's a fightable thing or whether it's a vulnerable thing or whatever else um, and I guess the the other group will be the the party that uh, we are leaving to go to the um, the drop-off point yeah okay so that's a 12 on it so a 10 plus name three people groups or social institutions so that's the groups and for each subject the GM will tell you what sort of consequences this future event will have for them and the event is the scouting group reaching you yeah so the, the scouting group reaching us having followed a false trail. Yes, so it's a little confused because there are many possible futures colliding at one spot. Yeah, for sure. So as this scouting group reaches you, and the first assumption is that they follow you, from here the pass is getting increasingly narrow. You're not far from the choke point at the top of the pass. So, would you be going up the mountainside to the left or the right? Both are quite precipitous. Yeah, so it has followed us for a short distance. So it's got our general direction yeah. of travel. So wherever we strike off to needs to be a, a, a logical place for a party to have gone. Not just sort of yes. sudden right angle into nowhere. So I guess we, if we're sort of heading up and we're, we're probably wanting to... What was it head north and then hug the western side of those that mountain range? So where you are right now mm -hmm. is very close to the top of the pass. Oh, right, okay. Which, as you remember, is a fairly narrow valley between cliffs. 
there is no wall here as yet. Okay. Yeah, sure. So in that case, rather than sort of making our way so that we are going to our little destination point um, just to the west of the little citadel, we will attempt to look as if we're going to continue on up the western side of the mountains. Well, you're sort of you're sort of past that, so you would need to be going back down and turning back around because you're you're already most of the way to the top of the path. Basically, the the things that I that I reckon might still exist in this world that you might logically go towards. We went and met the elves up here once, yeah. and the dwarves had some entrances up here. Yeah, um, in the the mountain range. Um, and one of those entrances was blocked by a big fey. Yes, that's right. Creature which would fit with having existed in this time. So, yes. as that is a place that I think might have been very old um, and you know, might be relevant in this time, then we yeah. want to make it look as if actually that is the general direction of travel um, rather than sort of cutting off to the right towards uh, Rushfall. Yeah, sure. Hey, Percy. Uh, yes, Tristan. I don't know if dwarves are around now, but we might be able to get the dwarves involved to fight this half of the army by taking them up to their front door, smacking it really hard, getting their attention, and then they'll be split fighting over two fronts. That's a bloody good idea. <laughs> yeah, well, so, it is a long, long way to the dwarves, um, but oh, I, I, think we, I think we can indicate, we can, well... As far as we're aware, I think it isn't. Let's consider you have spent a while hanging out with the dwarves. Okay. You could maybe use Spout Law to figure out, to see if oh, okay. there was somewhere more nearby that they had a doorway. If we go and ring the dwarven dinner bell. Yeah, I, and that sounds like a pretty cool idea. I'm right. It does. I, I do wonder if the reason that the dwarves had such trouble with Faye is because they were fine until we led them to their door. <laughs> well, then it is it is destined to happen. That would be brutal. Yeah. And they didn't have four badass hawks to help them. Well, they're not going to this time um, either, are they? Because we've got other things we need to do. Oh, yeah, but we'll say they are. <laughs> and then we'll just bug out. We'll swear. F we'll promise that we'll help them and that we'll see them in the future. Are we the baddies? <laughs> we've always been the baddies. <laughs> From day one. <laughs> day one. As soon as we started kicking in that seagull Pete's seagull Steve's door, that's when we turned. That, I'm sure that was series two. We were definitely bad in series one too. You were also bad back then. I don't know. Well, you were. If it's me spouting law rather than Tristan, then um, I don't do so it good because I'm, yes. I'm not great at that. So uh, I fail. In fact, yeah, but I was also going to do it too. Out of interest. I'm going to take Percy's role. It was a pretty good role. I'll mark XP. Mark XP experience. Okay, I want to see what I do. You actually do have some. <laughs> <laughs> Percy, yeah, wow. you know what, Percy, you're right. <laughs> I am. You are absolutely. I remember this vividly. That you are correct in what you're saying. <laughs> Holy shit! I love it. You're you're so such pros at this. I mean, I feel like I'm taking experience for that. Yeah, I wasn't going to accept your role, Tristan, but something has persuaded me that I need to. <laughs> because it's so bad, I want to it's keep that. It's so exquisitely bad. The thing is, he's got a plus two modifier in that. He managed to roll a zero. Yeah. yeah. It's not even possible, and he managed it. And somehow... Percy's like, I think they're close. And I'm like, they're either cl even closer than you realise, Percy. Follow me, follow me. <laughs> they're in your head. <laughs> 
tears um, his mask off and reveals a dwarf underneath. <laughs> Tristan was always two dwarves in a trench coat. Yeah. That's my secret cap. <laughs> I've always been two dwarves in a trench coat. What? Uh, no, you can't have been. <laughs> you literally can't have been. That doesn't make any sense. Really looks like you've got uh, curlers on now, Steve. I know, it's so weird. I call him Tristan Permadeath. So, on the topic of permadeath. Uh-oh. When you make this journey back and across into the mountains, traversing along their western flank, you are pursued by a group of long-legged creatures with clawed feet Flamingos. and sharp needle hands that come running over the rocks towards you and you engage with them in combat like giraffes with arms more like ostriches with arms really but they don't have long <laughs> necks they have just <laughs> long legs <laughs> ostriches with short necks <laughs> and long arms and the necks <laughs> of a snake just like a big <laughs> big feathery blob on legs <laughs> these arms <laughs> It would be kind of scary, to be fair. <laughs> kind of scary. Yeah, to be fair, they, they also have massive mouths in the centre of these bodies. Are they feathery? Because in my head, they've quite got fl- quite fluffy feathers. No, they have kind of flabby human-like skin. Ugh. They're like critters. Skin, uh, furless critters with uh, Mr. Tickle arms. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do uh, sound so a lot much... just like Mr. Tickle, to be honest. Fleshy Mr. Yeah. Tickle with yeah. spiky arms and long legs. Yeah, they're, they're not, it's more like... Oh, more like Mr. Sneeze again. Not like Mr. Sneeze. Okay, I think the Mr. Men thing is not <laughs> really capturing how dangerous these creatures are. <laughs> in this vision, a group of 15 of them pour in and you are assailed and both Tristan and you manage to escape due to not having physical bodies in the game. Oh, thank God, it's a victory. A solid win. The creatures return to their army. Not all of them survived. It is a smaller group. The army that reaches the group performing the right is not led by these creatures. They aren't the very front guard of it, so it arrives a little later. Okay. You don't get the impression that it arrives a huge amount later. You don't know whether it's enough to make the difference. So the the group that's been led by these creatures... um... So when when the army arrives, where the other group are, these creatures aren't the vanguard. Okay. They aren't the first group that arrives. So the, the consequences for the for Merope's group that's carrying on, yeah, is it that they they bump in, they actually sort of meet um, some forces when they get there? Is that what you mean? Forces arrive not long behind them. Right. Okay. But longer than would it would be. Right. Okay. If you hadn't drawn these off, it's like you draw off the skirmishers. Hmm. Okay. But not the heavy foot. So I wonder if that's going to be enough then. Tristan and Adam Enigma. What we were proposing was to form some sort of distraction and lead off a group. I mean, looking at if we're successful in that, then we will buy a small, small amount of time for um, for Merope's uh, compadres to go up and 
get to this drop-off point. I don't know how valuable that's that's going to be. Do we need to do something different? Have we got any ideas? Do you mention who survives in that case? No. Uh, acceptable losses. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I trust I you, Percy. This sounds fine. <laughs> I trust your decision. <laughs> how much time do we buy them? Sorry, what was the question? How much time do we buy them? Are we talking like a couple of minutes? which wouldn't really make any difference. Or if it's a couple of hours, that's enough time to get the ritual done, isn't it? Um, I don't think we're talking about getting to the, the ritual site. Uh, we're talking about getting to the supply drop. Right. Um, so my impression is that they would get there long enough to, I don't know, appraise the site. Um, but if they're hoping to do anything that takes any time and, like, cracking open the, the supplies and properly sort of disposing of them um, in a way that can't be retrieved might do that, then they're going to be very pushed to achieve that. Right, so it's not that helpful. Whilst I think that, that it's the obvious idea to try to lead this scouting group away, um, I don't think that the cost of it is going to be worth us doing. Yeah, I, and I think the impression you get is if it was only a scouting group coming, it would be a great strategy. Um, how far off is the the thing? Is it just flapping? Can we still see it, or is it? Uh, no, it has gone. It's it's out of sight now. It moved away relatively fast. Unless you've got some sort of secret secret talent for catching up with this thing and killing it before it meets the rest of its army. I mean, I know two pretty quick ghosts that might be able to do something about that. Best friends! You were extremely slow last time. I, I want to know you were very slow. I quick for <laughs> ghosts. We were slow last time, but that's because we were just taking it. We were taking a relaxing meander. Now we've got purpose, and that purpose of the musical note I will use to fill me and Percy with a speed the likes of which has never been seen in this continent before speed of a panther i'm like i'll take percy's hand and i'm like you've just got to believe you just have to believe percy oh, i, I, I believe but before we before we go all in on that let's see if there's anything no thinking i'm gonna <laughs> slam my down on, hand down on the floor and bunch my legs and jump up with both fists in the air dragging him with me no. adam you keep an eye on the situation tristan's legs vanish into the ground <laughs> oh, god damn it <laughs> I'll start climbing out of the hole. <laughs> oh, this is not... Um, so, options. I'm just going to stay in the hole. We, we could send Merope's group directly towards the Citadel, and then we could break for the um, the drop-off and do whatever we can when we get there. Um, and that way, the main group isn't going to be threatened. But that is only two of us that are real people right now. Yeah, that's true. Against however many they have. Are we in danger of missing the Tide of Light thing? Because I reckon I could wing it. I've played gigs with... No, no songs prepared. Made shit up on the fly. I'll, I'll fly there. Do the tide of light. Good gigs. Well, I, I, yeah, so look at Arashar. Arashar was blinding. <laughs> it was wicked. Oh, hit. Adam, you'd have loved it. It was well good. Okay. So where are we with this? They know the di our direction of travel. Um, it looks as if trying to deceive them into thinking that it's somewhere else is likely to be um, unsuccessful. Um, or not worth it. Mm -hmm. So we can't do that. So as they think they know where we're going at the moment, we can alter where we're going. So we can steer the party. We can forget about the supply drop. Um, it will mean that they'll have a, a fully armed cohort of Canopy of Fae. But we could 
if we strike for the the citadel um, and just try to get there, then um, I guess they they won't be following us, or we might have a more successful chance of it. I mean, the most important thing is the tight delight bit. Yeah, 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 precisely. So if we went really fast, and maybe it can happen before they get there, mm-hmm. or there's enough power that that stops them. I'm just imagining it's a giant like. <gasps> And I'm assuming we've sealed the ritual circle so they can't get in. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, alternatively, rather than try to d- deceive them, then we just stand and fight them. I like running. We could do a mix of both, where myself and Tristan, as we as we're just in sort of incorporeal form, attempt to do something to to slow them. Scrooge them. Well, to be fair, I thought we were going to do um, Merope take over the illusion and take the army where it needs to go, and I'll just take this army-sized illusion off in another direction or I was actually going to say I'll just wait where it first saw us so it looks like we're giving up camp you know let the illusion falter a little bit so it notices it but in the meantime you guys have all gone off and got all the weapons and I'll just catch up with you in my merry ghost time Uh, so drop the illusion under the main party um, and they just proceed with normal, old-school, everyday stealth. Well, with uh, Merope's... Merope takes over that illusion. I can handle this illusion. So we've effectively got another illusion going away so they don't know where they're going, and I'll remain here, making it look like we've set up camp. In fact, I'll start some fires, <laughs> making it like an actual camp. <laughs> I'll have a little one-man party here and catch up with you on the way. They, I, basically, I was going to suggest stopping where they saw us and make it look like we've stopped for the night, and then they'll think that they can jump us and surprise us, but more fool you, fella. <laughs> Buy you guys a little bit of time, and I'll catch up. Okay. And what the... are they going to do to a ghost me? Come on. <laughs> and the main party go for the go for the supply drop, or go for the ritual? Yeah, go for the supply drop. Do you think we've got time? As long as we've got time to do that and the Tide of Light, yeah. Adam, thoughts? Strike the supply drop. Wait, that's the reverse of what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I regret asking you. (laughs) How dare you have another opinion when I ask for your opinion? Yeah. (laughs) Veto that Percy. Strike him from the group. Everyone shun him for an hour. (laughs) Yeah, no. I I mean... So, if we ignore the... the, If we don't ignore the weapons drop, what is the ramification of that? We're not going to make it somewhere else on time. Where was the supply drop? Was it not to the west of the city? Yeah, that's what I, I that's where I took it to be. I took it to be around the top of the pass. Yeah. So but that would mean that we would suddenly be striking northeast, I guess, is it? Given the size of the pass, you're pretty much likely to go past it. It's not a huge wide, it's not as wide as it looks on the map, you know. It's as wide as it was when you fought in it. Uh, okay. Particularly fine. as you get up to the top. So we're going there whether we like it or not then. So that's not really a plan. So you're sort of going more or less past it. Adam, I agree with your reasoning, but it turns out we're, li- we're just passing it anyway. So we might as well stop in. <laughs> like a little You chef. made a compelling argument, but new information has come to light about exactly where it is. Well, then let's let's do what do what we can. How about me and you, Tristan stay to meet anything that comes um, and I don't know blag it uh, and then everybody yeah. else just push on hard and then Adam and Enigma can 
help the B team. Well, technically the A team, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> the heroes. Yeah, you, you could do the fighting and we'll do the blagging. The mythic heroes. <gasps> oh, no, we need to be on that team. Scratch that, Percy. Adam and Enigma can stay and do the death mission. The mythics are needed. I, yeah, so I think the, the way in which the plan alters, it, unless we catch up with you somehow to uh, notify you otherwise, then spending more than 10, 15 minutes at the supply drop um, is probably a no-go unless you want to be set upon by uh, whatever's following. I don't. If you're going to do something, do something quick and then get out of there so that you've uh, stolen a little bit of time to try to get into the the citadel itself. Okay, so is, is Tristan maintaining illusion here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So Enigma and Adam hurry up to catch the rest of the group who are moving on, who are like a couple hundred metres ahead. So we leave Tristan and Percy in the darkness under this umbrella of concealment. Enigma, you and Adam make your way up the hill to catch the rest of the group. What do you do? Uh, we're just going to explain to them the whole um, thing with uh, Tristan maintaining the illusion. And Murphy probably needs to yep. know that now she's on her own creating this other illusion. She's like, yeah, I, I figured. I figured. <laughs> yeah, that probably happened before we told her. As long as we don't have to go straight from this to uh, this grand right, I'm sure we'll be fine. Well, here's the other news. Yes? <clears throat> we reckon this is going to get us 10 to 15 minutes uh, the supply drop before they start catching us up. So we're going to have to come up with some kind of plan of how to get rid of that stuff. And then we're going to have to go straight to doing the, you know, big business. All right, then let's move fast. Fast march, let's get to the top of this hill. It's not that far now. You can see the V of the valley at the top uh, ahead of you. So you carry on up there briskly. It only takes you 15, 20 minutes. But now from down the valley, you can hear kind of weird chattering sounds as you come over through the narrowest part of the pass. But they haven't yet reached Tristan's umbrella of illusions. You can just hear in the very distance these curious sounds. And as you reach that point, you see ahead of you a set of carefully arranged crates on this open space of relatively level ground at the top of the path. They don't appear to be guarded. So you have that in your favour right now. Excellent. And as you come towards them over the brow, you see Kellek count everyone through. He says, where are your friends? Are they through? Uh, a ghost friends? Yes. I can't really make them out. They're hanging back and creating illusion, giving us some time. All right. Well... I hope they can walk through walls, he says. And he reaches to the floor and he just pulls a wall across the pass. And seals it behind you. Is the wall presumably? Yeah. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That is the wall. You were nice. there, Essex. 
founding <laughs> and well i was never sending yeah having got here we couldn't really not be <laughs> like, <laughs> this has to be where it happens yeah narratively required okay ben, continue Bye. Shut up, Pete. Quit your yabbering. That's enough from him. He's got a power moving. He's just yap, yap, yap. It doesn't stop. That's the problem. I knew as soon as we invited him, it was going to be joke after joke after witty retort. Okay, that sounds good. Tristan, what are you, what's your contribution? No, you haven't got your thing on because you're too busy vaping like a loser. Tristan, what's oh, your contribution? Good vape. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, so how are you doing the rear guard, Adam? I think his lag is about 10 minutes. <laughs> Some serious <laughs> lag. <laughs> and thinking yeah, time. Pete likes to have thinking time, any. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I've told you, it's of... just gut, gut instinct, stupidity. You can't go wrong. Thinking before you do it, mate. You might do something sensible. Yeah, sources <laughs> for the week. <laughs> Examine the strands of possible futures. Describe an event that is yet to occur. I'll pee. Uh, I'm going wow, to describe Stuart peeing. It. So I've got twelve plus. <laughs> Subject by name, you've got to tell me what sort of consequences that future event will have for them. Um, okay. So we'll go with Stuart, um, Stuart's girlfriend, <laughs> Stuart's mum. <laughs> what consequences is Stuart peeing? Uh, I think we can just let that one play out. I don't, I don't think you yeah. need to roll for that. I'm sure we'll get the information. You're sort of going more or less past it. Yeah, so the whole episode's been a kind of somewhat moot point. Yeah, great, great. Okay, go <laughs> yeah. on. Okay, team. I, I, was, I, was like, I was like, I suddenly think there might be a question about this that I hadn't thought through. Gink. <laughs>